you don't have it all figured out. You might have an opinion of a better way to do it, but we need to do the opposite of that. Our number one, number one set value that you must have to be a member of this organization is you have to have humility. Mm -hmm. The number one, number one value you must have to be a great leader is humility. When someone is giving you feedback, advice, a suggestion, the last thing you want to do in that scenario is put your hand up and say, I've already got this figured out. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence. Today we've got, this is our 15th two-minute drill. Oh, wow. It's a lot of two-minute drills. It's a lot of questions, a lot of fast talking. Um, (laughs) So today is a two-minute drill for those who are new here. Two-minute drills are when I go through my um, Instagram DMs and look through and find uh, really good questions that you guys are sending us, and then I will present them to you with the caveat that you're supposed to answer them within two minutes. Shot clock is on. Yes. Let's go. So as always, these questions are uh, randomized, but within the scope of things we often talk about here. So first question, what are your thoughts on handstand pushups for regular CrossFitters? As a kinesiologist, I find that even for the advanced athlete, this movement puts a lot of unnecessary pressure on spines and necks, which might be dangerous in the long term. Yeah. Um, okay. So I agree. Yeah. I, I, our general members do not do handstand pushups. Mm. If you're competing in the sport of CrossFit, it is something that you need to get good at. Um, it is a part of the sport. Much like if you're a gymnast, you go upside down. Much like if you're a hockey player, you're going to get checked into the boards. Like it is a part of the sport. And I think of perfectly valid test for the sport of CrossFit. For our regular members, we do not recommend that they do handstand push-ups. They do generally the normal sub is dumbbell strict presses on handstand push-up mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. And we will have probably about 60 to 75% of our membership doing dumbbell strict presses. Mm-hmm. How often do you guys uh, program handstand push-ups? Just generally? Like well, you we see do, it a couple times a month? Not, less um, than so that? if you were to ask me that question in 2012, it would be at least once a week. Okay. If you were to ask us now, it's probably once every two to three weeks. Got it. Okay. Next question. What is the quickest way to increase push-ups for fitness for a fitness test in an LEO setting? So law, law what is LEO? Um, law enforcement officer. Law enforcement officer. Um, the quickest way to do them, to get better at them is to do them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, that's maybe a cop-out answer, but, um, do them more. Okay. Then from there, if we're looking for a specific, um, regimen or protocol, there's a whole bunch of different ways to slice up the pie. Um, a couple of ways that would work really well. Let me just, I'll just lay one out because yeah. it's easier to lay one. Um, do find out, do a max set right now, find out what that number is. Um, let's say you can do, um, 30 unbroken. Mm-hmm. Then from there, take 60% of that number. So we're at 20 do tw- sets of 20 as many times as you can throughout the day. Got it. It's called grease the groove. Yep. So you're going to be working at kind of this like thresholdy type thing, getting really good at twenties. Okay. Then from there, make sure that you spend at, and then once a week to every 10 days, call it once every one or two weeks. Um, just sit down and do essentially a hundred mm-hmm. to two hundred, whatever your number is. Right, now. if 
the person can do 80 unbroken. It's going to be right. do, um, you know, let's call it, let's give it a little more, um, do two to 300%, two to three times what your max set is, um, for time. Mm -hmm. And then from there, again, once every two, uh, week or two, um, do the actual test. If your um, LEO is it, how many you can do in a minute, how many you can do on broken or whatever that is, um, practice that test again once every two weeks or so. Got it. Cool. <clears throat> I'm a CrossFit coach and I struggle with my presence in class. I have no problems helping individuals, but when it comes to addressing the class during a workout, I have a lot of dead moments. I don't know what to say, how to encourage them, and I find myself repeating myself a lot. Uh, congrats to you for the self-awareness. Mm. That's a, that, Love that. Amazing. Um, I think that most coaches would not go to that level of self, um, analysis. Mm -hmm. They basically go like, I can see and correct and I can talk to people. Um, I can say three, two, one, go. So love this. And it's a major part of coaching. Coaching boils down to a few things. Um, what they're talking about presence and attitude is actually the hardest one to learn. Mm. Um, I'm not gonna say, I think it's one of the most impactful as well. When, uh, members come up to us when we hire a new coach and they say, this coach is awesome. What they're saying is they have great presence and attitude. When people come up to me and say, this coach um, um, I, it doesn't seem to fit, they're talking about what this person's talking about, presence and attitude. Very rarely are um, the members analyzing coaches based off their ability to see and correct mm -hmm. or to teach. Mm -hmm. What they analyze is... Um, are they entertaining, educating, and inspiring? Do they like being around them? Are classes theatrical? Is it a performance? Phenomenal that this coach is aware of that short um, shortcoming. It's the hardest one to improve. The best thing you can do is have awareness. And then mm -hmm. step one, done. They're doing it. From there, during those dead times, Figure out something that you can say that's natural. And here's the big advantage you have. You have the clock. Mm -hmm. The clock is an easiest place in the world to go. Four minutes left. You'd be big. You'd be yep. loud to the class. That'd be the first place I would start. Use the clock to set that tone. Yep. Then from there, the second one, is, this person said, I don't have a problem talking to people one on Great. So you go up to Mary Beth and you say, Mary Beth, when you squat, try and drive your knees out. Mm -hmm. Okay. You whisper that in her ear and you guys are all good. And cool. You walk away. Two minutes later, when you're on the other side of the room, look at Mary Beth and go, yes, Mary Beth, that's so much better. And you yell that across the room. Yep. It brings so much light because people go, whoa, this coach is watching all of us. They're mm -hmm. using names. They're watching us individually. Yep. They're seeing if we're moving, but it brings so much full circle. If you can coach someone one-on-one -on -one quietly, but then you can also throw that back to, I'm watching you from afar as well. Yep. Otherwise, what you're doing is you're going down the line. Yep. You don't want to do that micro, 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 this athlete, this athlete, this athlete. You need to come back to the macro and then throw something across the room. Got it. <clears throat> Next question. This is a doozy. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm engaged to a girl I love and want to spend the rest of my life with, but our passions regarding fitness are very different. Oh, um, very act I'm a very active athlete and an L1 coach, and she is more of an on and off Globo Gym user. Our heads often butt when it comes to working out, and I don't know what to do about it. These are, these are not two-minute questions. <laughs> You're... I, this I, is not, I, tee, I tee you yes. up to see if you can do this. Two of my questions are like broccoli <laughs> yeah. or Snickers. Yes. <laughs> Snickers. Okay. Yes. 
Um, okay. Dude that loves CrossFit, L1, passionate, digs it. Um, but he also is passionate and digs a girl who does not dig or passionate about CrossFit. Correct. We have a love triangle. <laughs> yes. Okay. With CrossFit in the middle. Yes. Yes. The, I would ask, so the question I would ask is, what do you love more? Mm-hmm. Do you love fitness more or do you love um, your fiance more? Um, do you love your brand of fitness? Do you love your brand of CrossFit? I mean, your, or, or, um, you get what I'm saying? Yep. From there, that should answer the question. Um, there's going to be sacrifices in a relationship. Now, if you truly love your brand of fit, you, you're not going to change her. Mm-hmm. That's not the goal is to change her ideas, her approach, her view on fitness. That is not the approach we should be striving for. What we're striving for is internalize it and go to me. Which can I live with better? Can I live with me not doing this fitness thing as much? Or can I live without this girl as mm-hmm. much? And I'm not going to say which one it is. Like That's for this person to decide. And love and passion is real. Well, you can figure out which one you love more. But if it's, um, if it's I will say if it's the girl, um, don't try and shift and persuade her. Mm-hmm. Don't try and drip, drip, drip. My way's better. My way's better. My way's better. Cause your way might not be better for her. It's better for you. Everyone's different. So realize that. And then from there, realize that whatever path you choose, there's going to be, have to be a compromise in some way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next question. <clears throat> That's a little bit outside my wheelhouse, by the way. <laughs> I try to say it confidently, but I'm like, Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, this one is more in your wheelhouse. I'll give you that. What would be four to five benchmarks worth recording? Oh, yes. There we go. Uh, for example, mile run or deadlift to get a good sense of overall progress year over year. So like, what what should I do? Like yeah. January and then next January, I'll do, do them again yeah. and see see how I am. Okay. So general benchmarks, but it, it, again, depends on who this athlete is. Are you trying to go to the CrossFit games? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's assume let's assume overall health. Overall so, health, cool. Yeah. I love the prerequisites there. Okay, I would. Um, they're they're naming some good ones. Yep. Um, but what I so you could do like uh, we want to do is get some different categories. That's mm-hmm. kind of the idea. So you want to at least get three or four. So okay. um, get somebody that measures your strength. Go for it. Pick a deadlift. Pick um, a back squat. Pick a one rep thruster. Pick whatever you want to pick out of that. Pick somebody that measures strength. Then pick something that measures your, um, I would say like, um, mo- this is like jargony, but monostructural, like your, what everyone else would say, your cardio. So is that a 2K row? Is that a one mile run? Is that a 5K run? Um, what is that? And then I would get some true fitness tests in there. And this mm-hmm. is where it comes three or four. Like you want to go maybe like a short-ish one, mm-hmm. a, med- a moderate one, and a longer one. So let's say... Our longer one is going to be Murph. Yep. Our middle one is going to be um, Fight Gone Bad. And our shorter one is going to be Fran. Yep. Well, now we have five. You have your strength. You have your – so you have your deadlift. You have your one-mile run. Um, oh, I missed one. That was the other one. Um, you have your um, your deadlift, your one-mile run. You have your long. You have your medium. You have your short. Yep. But you could also throw in like a gymnastics one, mm. which would be really nice. Like – um, what's your max set of pull-ups? How many can you do? How many burpees can? What's your fifty burpees for time? If you have those, that's three, four, five, six of them. Yep. Dice them up however you see fit. So it matters less the specific ones, but more yeah, that you, you, wanna you want to make sure you scope. get a broader sense. Yeah, because like it. you want scope way more so than like 
um, you know, every single one you have ha- involves some sort of pull off the ground. Right. Like, right. That's not what we're looking for. All right, next one. I'm, I'm a brown belt in BJJ and compete in strong strongman and local CrossFit competitions. I have a hard time programming around everything. Dude's a monster. Yeah. How do you handle training for other sports outside of CrossFit while keeping up with the volume of programming uh, in something like comp train? You don't. <laughs> for real. Comp train yeah. is not built for athletes that are doing that stuff. Yeah. For real. Like, you should be doing CrossFit class. Um, you should be... So the question is... How does somebody that's doing strongman, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, occasional crossfit competition, like do a program, like you're trying to put, um, 10 days of work into seven days. Like it doesn't work that way. Comp train is a program to, for people that are focused on getting better at crossfit competitions. It's a phenomenal program for that. It's also for people that are trying to get better at the open. It's also for people that want to do extra work outside of class. It's a very systemized approach for those things. It is not for somebody that's competing in other sports looking for an auxiliary um, fitness program. It can, but you need to morph it completely. And that's a different conversation. The better thing to do is follow comp train class Mm -hmm. comp train class is set up exactly for that person where you this is what crossfit was set up for it's for um gpp general physical preparedness that is the greatest missing link in the athletic development of both ends of the spectrum whether you're talking about sports specific or you're talking about general exerciser like somebody does yoga the thing in the middle there is gpp comp train class is for gpp comp train for the individual athlete is the end of the spectrum. Here's what you're trying to say there is like, how can I work on my Brazilian jiu-jitsu and um, also um, I'm a Formula One race car driver. Mm -hmm. You have to give up. Like you can't be (laughs) world-class in both, dude. You got to give up somewhere. Yep. Got it. What are your thoughts on affiliate fees and more generally the value of remaining a CrossFit affiliate? Good question. Um, So for those that aren't affiliate, we um, affiliates... um, pay a licensing fee to CrossFit um, to use the CrossFit name, um, training methodology um, uh, every single year. If you don't, this is my take on this, if you don't think it's valuable, um, then it's probably worth questioning it. If you call your workouts, Fran, Diane, Murph, that is the intellectual property of CrossFit. You need to pay them the licensing fee to do that. Mm -hmm. So you don't get to have both ends of this thing. You don't get to, um, that's what you're paying for is that methodology. Now they don't own thrusters. They don't own burpees. So you can do what you want with those. But if you want to be a part of the CrossFit language, um, that's what you're paying for. And that's where I find a lot of value because now you're a part of something bigger than what we just are. So, mm-hmm. um, but to each their own in that realm. Um, I could see where people go, hey, we don't do benchmark workouts. We don't do the open. We never talk about anything CrossFit specific. You know, we do kettlebell swings and burpees and we do assault bikes, but like, okay, then maybe that's something we should be talking about. But otherwise, um, you're paying for it. That's what you're paying for. What's the best way to respond to somebody telling you that something you already know? Um, sorry. The best way to respond to somebody telling you something that you already know. Example, when a coach that doesn't know me 
well as an athlete tells me I need to position my feet in a certain way or lift in a manner that isn't compatible with my body's mobility limitations or at work when a coworker tries to tell me I'm doing something the wrong way when I have more experience and data than they do. The person that asked this question is not going to like the answer, but you check your ego. Yeah. You don't have it all figured out. You might have an opinion of a better way to do it, but we need to do the opposite of that. Our number one, number one set value that you must have to be a member of this organization is you have to have humility. Mm -hmm. The number one, number one value you must have to be a great leader is humility. When someone is giving you feedback, advice, a suggestion, the last thing you want to do in that scenario is put your hand up and say, I've already got this figured out. Mm -hmm. Move along. What we need to do instead is the opposite. Use this as an opportunity to either soak it in, digest it. Is there a fraction of this that I could use to better myself this organization, this approach, this strategy, this principle, this policy, something in there. Is there any nugget of information that's usable here? And if it's not, then you shift to how can I best further the development of this relationship mm -hmm. that I'm with with this person? They're giving me feedback. What's the best thing I can do right now to get this person to trust me anymore? You thinking you haven't figured out is the worst thing you could do. Mic drop. Um, <clears throat> does training for another endurance-based sport, such as a triathlon, have carryover to the intensity you can perform, uh, you can perform at in a CrossFit workout, assuming you're proficient in the movements of CrossFit? Yes, you um, building your aerobic base has carryover to being able to hold. I'm not saying be able to recover faster mm. from higher intensities. Okay. Your aerobic system is responsible for the majority of recovery. So it's not going to get you a higher lactic threshold. It's not going to be able to, let's say you're doing um, um, 20 calories on the salt bike as hard as you possibly can. If you have no aerobic system, it's going to take you forever mm. to recover from that effort. Yeah. If you have a very good aerobic system, you'll recover much faster from that. It's not going to get you a faster time. Mm -hmm. But triathlon training, aerobic base building, allows you to come back from that recovery even faster. Well, let's say we're not doing 20 calories for time, but there's 20 calories in the workout. Yeah. Okay. So when you get off of that, instead of going on your hands and knees for 40 seconds before you pick up the thruster, maybe you only have to go Got stand it. up tall and take four or five big breaths. Got it. I'm 32 and getting ready to go to basic military training. I'm in pretty good shape and I feel strong, but my run time is 12.57 for a mile and a half run. I need to get my run time down to 10.57 or better. Should I add Chris Hinshaw's aerobic capacity programming? I was told to run two to three times a week and I just don't know what to do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you should run more. No, I would say yes, you should talk, uh, go to Chris Hinshaw. Chris yeah. Hinshaw's got a phenomenal, phenomenal <clears throat> program. Um, but what you need to do in addition to that is specifically train for that 1.5 mile test. Is that in boots and fatigues or is that in sneakers and shorts? Mm -hmm. um, you have to figure out what the specific test is going to be and train for that. You're not doing CrossFit. You're doing what you're doing is known, noble, and you know the date you're going to have to do it. Yep. You're going to train. You're going to peak for that specific event. It's going to be mm -hmm. very different than what we do as general CrossFitters. Yep. Chris Hinshaw's program, aerobiccapacity.com, is a phenomenal resource mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. And is it just, um, 
Is it a pro endurance, quote unquote, endurance yeah. program on top of a CrossFit program, no, or does it? Is uh, it I don't know the. I think it's just. Itself, I think it's, just, I think it's just regular regular um, endurance program. Okay. Um, what he basically do, which is what I would do, is I have this athlete. What's your? What I would need to know is what's your um, 400 meter time and what's your mile time. Yep. Now I can tell. Okay, do you have speed and lack endurance, or do you have endurance and lack speed? Yep. And we'll swing the program that which way. Now above and beyond that. The first protocol I would do is like, what does your running look like? Mm. Are you just yep. spilling energy out the sides? Are you overstriding? Like, what's this thing look like? Can we improve your technique? Chris isn't going to do that through this protocol, right. but he will. You'll take that coefficient of those two numbers mm-hmm. and figure out which one you should be focusing on more. That's if I don't know enough about Chris's, but I don't know if you have to pay for that separately yeah. or not. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, last question we have for today. Do you have any advice on how to manage or work with members who might be in an overtrained state? How can we recognize it's happening or happened? And how do we work with members who might be susceptible to it because they're always doing quote unquote extra on top of class? Okay. I would um, first want to know why do they think that they are overtrained? If it's because they're why does Why does that why individual does the coach, think that they're overtrained? Why does the coach yep. think that his members are overtrained? Yep. So that'd be the first thing. Yep. Um, and if it's truly like, okay, their performance is suffering, what I want to get away from is this preconceived notion that we shouldn't be doing anything outside of CrossFit. Got it. CrossFit is a training program used to help you to use in, in addition to assuming you're doing some sort of other sport. That's Got what it. It, yep. So if you're, it was created for like law enforcement or Brazilian jiu-jitsu or things we've already talked about. It's the training program to help supplement those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. If someone is in an office most of the day, and they're just doing a, a CrossFit Fran like, yep. for six minutes. Like you can do other stuff. Yep. That's not wrong at all. So that would be the first thing I want to know. Then from there, is it truly? Let's say that their performance truly is suffering. If they um, general do have general fatigue and they're moody and their appetite change and the normal symptoms of overtraining. Um, they're experiencing some chronic. Um, to, uh, I was going to say um, um, injuries and so on. Mm-hmm. If that is the case, then we can look at training volume as one of the factors, along with the other five factors we talked about here. What is their sleep? If they're only sleeping six hours a night, training their training is not going to have as much impact as training their sleep. What's their nutrition look like? Are they eating a bunch of processed food? Are they overeating? Are they undereating? Like that's going to have a much, much bigger impact than knocking off um, two sets or 10 minutes out of what they're doing in the gym. You have to look at this thing in the totality of it. And overtraining could be one of those things. It might not be the thing. Mm -hmm. If it is the thing to get to their question, then you have a conversation with them Mm -hmm. about the thing. You say like, here's the general symptoms that we see from overtraining. This is what I've seen from you. If you cut back on your training, you will see better gains in all of the things you're looking for. You're actually putting detriment to your roadblock. They go, no, I need to be here for my mental state. I need to do this. I will lose my mind if I don't. Rock on. Mm-hmm. Hope you're here even as long as you can be. Because mm-hmm. that's not what they're, they're not yeah, doing. It's, it, so to perform better, yes, they're doing exactly. it because it's Yes, it's, the, it's their medicine. Got it. All right, my man. Thank you to everybody who sends us questions. Thank you, Ben. We will see everybody next week. Thanks, Patrick. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.